When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to AOC. I'm your host, Jordan Harbinger. I'm here with producer Jason DeFilippo. Here at AOC, we don't always have all the answers, but we definitely have all the right questions. Today on Fan Mail Friday, those questions come from you. If you're new to the show, Fan Mail Friday is not the best place to start, in my humble opinion. Most of our content is more in-depth. It's a little bit longer format. We do a lot of interviews with people you might have heard of, know, and love, or hate. So check out the best of at theartofcharm.com slash best or the fundamentals toolbox at theartofcharm.com slash toolbox. That's where we've got our fundamentals like body language, nonverbal communication, attraction, negotiation, networking, influence, persuasion, all that good stuff that we teach here at The Art of Charm. And we'll send all of it to your inbox if you text CHARMED, that's C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444 here in the USA or anywhere else. Just go to theartofcharm.com. All right, let's cut to it. Hey, Jordan. First and foremost, thanks for everything. I just finished a 10-month campaign at work for improving my working conditions. I landed a good raise, got a company car, which is a big deal in my company, and generally solidified my position in my workplace. All this by applying the things I've learned on AOC. I just listened to FMF80 and had to offer my two cents to over it, the woman tormented by a senior exec. This situation totally sucks, and it hit a chord as I was in a similar situation with a coworker who tried to undermine me. My situation was different, but nonetheless it ended by him getting fired and me coming out stronger and gaining more status in my department and in the company. Clearly, this woman is dealing with a bully, with whom you cannot reason. Bullies make my fists clench. The only way to deal with a bully is to make it clear to them that their behavior won't work and that you are there to stay. So here are some things which you may consider if you insist on staying. Number one, do a kick-ass job. Excel at your work, focus on doing the best job you can, and bring to your performance the best version of yourself. This is the basics. Trash talking, unpleasant as it may be, can only go so far. If you are crushing your projects one after the other, eventually you'll get noticed by the higher-ups for your value, and that is what will matter at the end of the day. Number two. Persistence can overcome a negative dynamic over time. If he realizes that you aren't going anywhere, he may come to the conclusion his attitude isn't working and will just leave you alone. Number three, be two steps ahead of the game. Plan ahead. Think of all the angles, scenarios, and outcomes and prepare for them. Prepare for the worst and be pleasantly surprised when the worst doesn't happen. Do your homework, come prepared to meetings, and be ready for those curveballs because they're coming. Number four, Invest the time and energy to develop good relationships with your colleagues and peers. This is not only good for a healthy and supportive working environment, but also they will be a valuable source of intel on your situation. Number five, be attentive. Sometimes being good is not enough. 
Look for little signs to evaluate your social and professional standing in the workplace. Are you sensing too much silence around you? Are people scattering when you approach? Are you being left out of meetings relating directly to your projects? These are signs that there may be underwater currents you are not aware of but should be privy to. 6. Document the good, not just the bad. Thank you notes, especially by senior execs, for your performance on projects you work on can prove valuable in wrongful termination cases if the situation escalates to that. They will help demonstrate your character as a teammate and as a professional. Oh, and by the way, in terms of documentation, keep copies at home. In the worst case scenario, for example, he gets his way and you get fired. Expect nothing less than coming in one day to find security blocking your entrance to the building. 7. Keep your ego in check. This guy is waiting for an outburst on your part, for that one little mistake that will take you over the edge so he can prove to everyone that he was right all along. It's very difficult to restrain yourself, as this situation is horribly unjust and unfair. Keep your eye on the game and your sights on the end goal. I know it sounds a bit military, but in a way, this is war. All the best, Peter. Hey, thank you so much to Peter who sent that uh, in response to the letter from a few weeks ago. I think that's a it's really nice to hear something like this from somebody who has been in very, very similar shoes. So hopefully that's helpful. For me, I, I, I love getting stuff like this. It's one of the best parts of doing the show. So I hope that helped. Thanks, Peter. Hey, Jordan. For starters, I'm an alumni and I want to say thanks for all that you, AJ and Johnny do. It's been life changing. I'm currently serving in the military and have done so for about 10 years. By the time my contract is up, I will be at 12 years. And as most people know, we can retire with half of our salary for the rest of our lives at 20 years. I've been on the fence about getting out of the service and pursuing another career for years now. I have a serious passion for the arts, especially photography and film, and would love to get out and use the GI Bill to go to film school. Here's my question. Should I get out with eight years left to pursue this passion of mine and miss out on a pension? Or should I stay in and complete my 20 years but risk going through life regretting not taking the leap but still having a paycheck coming in every month? I think a lot of service members know where I'm coming from with this one. Thanks again. Passion or paycheck. Hey, passion or paycheck. This is a really interesting question because it's kind of the age old question, except there's an element here that most people don't have, which is guaranteed check for life. Now, here's a couple of considerations that you need to have. So first of all, eight years is a really long time. The difference between 12 and eight is huge. If your contract is up, but you're not going to get a check. I mean, eight years is an eternity. It's a long time. It's a lot of people stay in industries or businesses for a long time and they Eight years is just an eternity when it comes to this type of thing. Now, the other problem, the consideration you have is going to film school doesn't even guarantee you a film job, not even close. It's photography, film. These are things that are really, really hard to make a living out of, especially if you just graduate from school. Now, you have to run the risk of not being able to make a living off of that for a really long time. Having that extra paycheck would be pretty nice at that point. However, it's going to cause you to wait for a really long time. The problem that I see here is that you really can't do one and the other at the same time if you're deployed. Now, if you aren't deployed, I strongly consider starting to learn photography and film without going to film school. I know it's going to be tricky, but you really, in this day and age, you do not need those things in order to start working on projects and, and learning things like that. You just don't. You need to get out there and get experience, which is tricky, of course, and slash impossible if you're in the service. So you really need to make this decision. Are you really going to have regrets not doing it? I think you might. But if you're going to stay in the service, it's probably going to be very, very 
late in the game by the time you have 20 years of military to dive into a fresh new career as a photographer in the film industry, you're going to be so far behind and so much older than everyone else. And you're going to have so many other responsibilities, a family, children, possibly that it might be too late to start. And you have to decide whether or not you're okay with that. If that's not okay for you, then you need to get out at 12 and start grinding again in the film or photography industries and get that experience out of your belt while you can, while you still have that, uh, the youth in your bones to stay up all night and get up early and burn the midnight oil, paying your dues and grinding it out. Sorry, I can't give you a yes or no or do this or don't do that. I just want to make sure you have all the consideration under your belt. I highly advise talking to somebody who has made it in film or photography and getting their opinion because they might have an entirely different course of action that will either encourage or dissuade you from continuing. Keep us posted. Next question. Hey, Jordan, I need your help. I'm hyper competitive at everything I do. From sports with friends to even playing board games with my family, my competitive gene keeps dominating me so much that I can't relax and have any fun at all. It's a real strain on my relationships. Help, JDR. Hey, JDR, thanks for the question. This sounds like it's about proving something to yourself and proving something to other people or some combination of those two. This is going to sound a little strange, but I highly recommend you try escape rooms, escape games. Reason being... These things are frustrating, they rely on teamwork, and you can make those experiences about making other people have fun. If it's hard for you to do in sports, you've got to do it with something that you really don't care about, and I think escape rooms can be that for you. And uh, essentially what these are, are, these puzzle rooms where you get locked in, you have an hour to escape, they're amazingly fun, I do them all the time, and I've learned a lot about myself and how I act in competitive environments as well. Make it about making other people have fun. Help them contribute and don't make it about yourself. This will remove the focus from yourself and your own performance, and it'll make it about the team. I had really similar slash the same problem, and it's really ugly because it ruins the game and it ruins the team experience, and it can put a damper on a lot of relationships. A lot of relationships is about other people and not about ourselves and about seeing the bigger picture. So I'm giving you an excuse to do one of my favorite things, escape rooms, for self-improvement. Enjoy. I think you'll find that when you start to notice these things about yourself and become aware of them, you can exercise your right to discipline and to uh, taking a few deep breaths in an environment where the score really doesn't matter because you realize that winning and losing doesn't mean anything about you. And once you take it on to yourself to make other people have fun and you make that the goal, it becomes a lot easier to be less competitive, both with yourself and with others. Enjoy. Johnny, we know if you listen to the show, you are driven. In fact, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to recent Indeed survey. We have hired a lot of team members over the last 17 years. Going through endless resumes, well, that's a time sink. But you know what else is a time sink? Interviewing endless people, because they're all going to give you the best face forward. That's why we love Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash charm. Just go to Indeed.com slash charm right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash charm. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to kajabi.com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Thanks to everybody who sponsors The Art of Charm. Honestly, couldn't do it without you. For a list of all the amazing sponsors and the discount codes that go along with them, visit theartofcharm.com slash advertisers. Now, back to Fan Mail Friday. Jordan, I love your show, and please don't ever change it. How can a leader control their stress levels to keep a positive and strong face for their followers? I'm a mid-level manager a year out of college with a job that puts me in charge of about a dozen people and millions of dollars in industrial equipment. It's an honor to have this responsibility. However, it's very stressful. On top of this, I'm a naturally high-strung person. My poor reaction to stress has negative effect on my employees. I feel terrible about this because they are great people and need a leader, not someone to reassure. Thanks for reading, Marshall. Hey, Marshall, thanks for the note. I, I will not be able to not change it. I think we're constantly evolving, but I appreciate that you love it the way it is. If you're a leader and you're having trouble controlling your stress levels, you do, you're right. You do have to keep a positive and strong face for your followers. Because the problem is when you have a bad leader or you have somebody that shows too much emotion, negative emotion, it is extremely demoralizing for your team. You, you actually probably have no idea, or maybe you do because maybe you had a leader that did the same thing. You're a mid-level manager, a year out of college, you've got a lot of people underneath you, you're going to have more that your career, of course, is going only hopefully to go upwards. So yes, you're right. It's an honor to have this responsibility. It is very stressful, but realize that stress is part of what it means to grow. And 
reframing stress is really good. However, if you're a naturally high-strung person, which it's, you've, you've said that you are, you can't just deal with stress by saying, this stress is a good thing. Reframing it is really good, but you really do need to make sure you're taking care of yourself. So my gut says that you're probably already doing this, but I want to make sure, are you making time to work out, and are you eating right, and are you sleeping enough? The answer is no to any of those things. I don't care what your excuse is. You need to get this handled. And just realize that every time you have a poor stress reaction, and it it negatively affects your employees, you are making your own job harder in the future. If you want to invest in your team and invest in the idea that you are going to have an easier time down the line, the best thing you can do is compartmentalize that stress. And I don't mean hold it in. I mean channel it in appropriate ways. Sports, working out, things like that. Being a naturally high-strung person is something that requires work to undo. It's not an excuse to constantly be stressed out and worried. Trust me, I know that better than anyone because I am also that guy. I know you feel bad about this. Great people need a great leader. You're absolutely right. Take this as a personal challenge. This is your area for growth. Reframing the stress and taking it as a challenge every single time you see that experience and realizing and constantly telling yourself, look, this is exactly what I need to grow. This is exactly what I need to grow. This is a test of my will. It's a test of my strength. This is going to build character. And I know that's a crappy reply because I know a lot of people go, builds character, puts hair on your chest. Yeah, that's a, it's a terrible thing to say and to hear. It's not very reassuring. But I, I promise you that if you learn to compartmentalize and deal with stress effectively, taking it as a challenge instead of something that's going to unwind you, you're going to find that people will rally around you. Your job will become easier and you will get promoted up and until the point where you think that finding things that stress you out is actually fun. Trust me, I know it sounds crazy, but that's exactly how it worked out for me. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Greetings, by the way, from Australia, which is where I'm at right now. Don't forget, you can email us Friday at theartofcharm.com to get your questions answered on the air. A link to the show notes for this episode can be found at theartofcharm.com slash FMF85. Also, don't forget, we got the AOC challenge, text CHARMED, that's C-H-A-R-M-E-D, to 33444 here in the USA or anywhere else. Just go to theartofcharm.com. We've got step-by-step ditties on how you become better at making personal and professional connections, how to become a better networker, increasing your personal social capital and your charisma. And of course, it's for both guys and gals, ladies. So don't send me that note. I know I'm not your target market, but it's for both guys and gals. So check it out. That's CHARMED. You can text the word CHARMED to 33444 in the USA, or if you're not, just go to theartofcharm.com. By the way, I'm doing a lot of speaking these days as well. If you're interested in having me come and speak to your organization, your company, whatever, just reach out to me here. I'm Jordan at theartofcharm.com. Hasn't changed, never will. Quick shout-outs to Clint, Brandon Clift, and last but not least, my man Ronsley Vaz here in Australia at the We Are podcast event in Gold Coast. Had a blast with you guys. Can't wait to do it again next year. If I'm invited back, of course. Are you in a strange land listening to my familiar voice? If so, hit me up and I'll shout you out. More from AOC at theartofcharm.com, including info on our live residential boot camps that we run every week here in L.A. Or over there, I should say, in L.A. If you really want to dig into this stuff and work on your AOC skills with us as your coaches, that's bootcamp.theartofcharm.com. Talk to Brock and get it going. Now stay charming, get out there and connect, and leave everyone better than you found them. Thanks for listening to The Art of Charm. Get more confidence, relationship skills, life hacks, and more at theartofcharmpodcast.com.